From the poorhouse to the palace, Bethel Baptist Church is pleased to bring you this uplifting program hosted by Dr. Doug Castle. Please stay with us and open your heart as Dr. Castle opens God's Word. Well, thank you for joining us today here from the Poor House to the Palace. This is Pastor Castle. A new week is upon us. We've been going through the last three books of the Old Testament, the book of Haggai, Zechariah, Malachi. We are in the book of Zechariah, and we saw in the first six chapters of Zechariah, Zechariah's future. Remember, there were eight visions that came to Zechariah in one night in those first six chapters. And we began last week, just began one day, and introduced chapters seven and eight, and that's Zechariah's fasts, fasting. Fastings in prayer. And uh, we, we showed uh, how that there were four fasts that the Jews had kept <clears throat> in Babylon during their captivity that reminded them of their captivity. And the question was, now that they had been returned to the land of promise and their captivity was over, should they be allowed to continue? continue these fasts? Should we continue these fastings? And of course, we talked a little bit about fasting last week, and it is a good thing. And there are three great reasons why Christians should fast today. We should fast, as the Bible teaches, to chasten ourselves for our sins. Now, chastening yourself will not uh, grant you forgiveness of sins. It's not a penance, but it does show God your sincerity in your repentance. And we we fast uh, to be a channel of the, of the Holy Spirit's power, uh, to be emptied of the flesh, to be emptied of self, to be filled with the Spirit. And we fast for the coming of the Lord, the children of the bridegroom fast for the like a lovesick uh, uh, bride waiting for her groomsman. But these were different fasts, and we saw in verses one through three the sorrow of their fast. Now I'm going to show you the sacrilege of their fast in Zechariah chapter seven, verses four through seven. Let me read these verses for you. Then came the word of the Lord of hosts unto me, saying, Speak unto all the people of the land and to the priests, saying, When ye fasted and mourned in the fifth and seventh month, even those seventy years, did ye at all fast unto me, even to me? And when ye did eat and when ye did drink, did not ye eat for yourselves and drink for yourselves? Should ye not hear the words which the Lord had cried by the former prophets when Jerusalem was inhabited and in prosperity and the cities thereof round about her, when men inhabited the plain, the south and, and the plain? Now, look. The, the, what God was saying here to these people is that you instituted these fasts, I didn't. You set these days aside, I didn't. There was nothing wrong with them, but they were not given by a divine or, ordinance or a divine command, and so there was no need to continue them. They were extra-scriptural rather than unscriptural. It wasn't bad that they'd been fasting for these reasons, but it was. Uh, but so they were not bound to continue, okay, uh, because they were not God-ordained. They were uh, instituted by the people. They began with a good intent, too. They really did, like a lot of things do. You know, we say often, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. But they wound up being turned into uh, what was uh, good intentions became ungodly iniquity. They began as an, an acknowledgment of their sin and iniquity in forsaking the, uh, the Sabbath, the temple, and the poor. And soon they became just an outward form of religion. They became a mere outward pretense to exhibit their own holiness and their own religious pleasure but they really weren't godly in sincerity. 
It's not enough to fast. There's a way to do things God commands and yet rob that godly act of all its virtue and significance. You know, there are so many times, uh, it's not just that they, they fasted just to be seen with men. They didn't fast because they were really trying to fast unto the Lord. And, and they were following the outward practice of fasting, but had left the spirit of fasting. It's been said that the church does not suffer from the sins of the world as much as the world suffers from the sins of the church. Let me say that again. The church does not suffer from the sins of the world as much as the world suffers from the sins of the church. We blame a lot of our sufferings on, oh, look at all the wickedness and the trouble and despair of the world. But the truth is, is the world is being punished for the sins of the church. Anytime we get into, anytime we get into this playing church and this outward religion, but an inward iniquity, well, we're in trouble. They didn't fast to God. They did not feast to God. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 10.31 that whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. This was not done for God's glory. They were fasting out of their own self-pity and their own self-righteousness. Dr. Ironside used to say, if there is to be reality when the saints are gathered together, there must be righteousness in their daily lives. How about that? If we're going if if to be real when we have church, you better be righteous day to day. And uh, the old preacher, Dr. Talmud, said grace in the heart and grace in the life. you got to have grace in your heart, grace in the life. And uh, one of the old preachers used to ask this question, when will saints learn that nothing is of God which is unholy and nothing is right which is not righteous? Let me say that again. When will the saints learn that nothing is of God which is unholy? Anything unholy, it's not God's. And that nothing is right which is not righteous. Anything that is right by God is always righteous. It's not always, look, I say this to our church family all the time. It's not always what you're doing, but why you're doing it. It's the spirit behind it. We don't need any more vain traditions. We do need people that are living soberly and righteously. And uh, Dr. Joseph Parker used to say, always be severe with your own soul. Don't worry about anybody else's. Be severe with your soul. It's a good question for us. Why are we doing what we're doing? Is it because of pressure? Is it to make ourselves look better? Is it uh, just a duty to avoid the chastening of God? Is it because you love the Lord? Is it because you want to please Him? Is it because you want to glorify Him? See, there are good reasons and there are bad reasons to do the same act. An act of fasting can, can be just as wicked as going into a bar and getting drunk and getting sloshed and snockered or it could be a holy and a righteous act it's the spirit behind it it's not what you're doing it's why you're doing it do you come to church to be seen of men or as righteous or do you come to worship in the spirit and in truth do you come to get in or do you come to get out do you come to pray or do you come to be praised why do you sing is it because you have a good voice that desires to be heard or is it because you want to sing the songs that the lord put in your soul uh, regardless of how it sounds to others why why do you take office in the church is it to possess a position title or place of authority or is it to serve the lord jesus by serving others why do you look the way you look and walk and talk the way you talk is it for testimony's sake or to relieve the peer pressure again see fasting was not wrong jesus fasted 40 days and 40 nights there were certain uh, there were certain fasts they were command uh, they were commanded uh, to keep and there was nothing wrong with going the extra mile uh, personally in these other four fasts we need more of that but they were doing the right thing for the wrong reasons. Again, let me say to you again today, it's not always what you're doing, but why you're doing it, the spirit behind it. We hear a little fasting today and do even and do it even less. Uh, Dr. Cho Joseph Parker used to say that fasting has become a process by which we have gotten ready for feasting. He said a lot of people, oh, they keep their fast, but they starve themselves to eat. You know, I'll be honest with you. Uh, now, I don't, uh, I, I would, I, there have been times through the years when Christmas dinner and Thanksgiving, what do we do? Oh, I'm not going to eat breakfast or I'm not going to eat supper the night before. Why? So I can be ready for the feast. Oh, that's a poor reason to fast. 
especially when people are to be fasting unto God. Fasting is not postponed feasting. When you fast from your daily bread, you must give your bread away. Let me say that again. That's real good. When you fast from your daily bread, you ought to give that bread away. Fasting and feasting are nothing in and of themselves. When's the last time when's the last time you got your meal ready, took it over to somebody else and said, Here, I just made supper for you and went home and didn't eat that supper and fast unto the Lord? How about that? Give your bread away. Really sacrifice. See, fasting and feasting are nothing in and of themselves. They are only profitable as they are done to the glory of God by a life which is first obedient to the Lord. Go back to the voice of the prophets, he said. Learn why you fast. Learn why you feast three times in the year. Obey the word in spirit and deed both. What, you, what we do needs to be the way we live unto God from the heart. We do not just obey so we can get from God what we want when we want. We obey to please the Lord. There's a good lesson on fasting I've given you today if you've listened and you've caught it. I pray it's been a help to you and will strengthen you and help you to grow in your Christian walk. And uh, you join us tomorrow and we're going to go through verses 8 through 14 in chapter 7 and learn the salvation of their fast. God bless you is our prayer until our time tomorrow. No longer a pauper. You've been enjoying the program from the poorhouse to the palace. Find Pastor Castle's Bible commentaries and other resources when you visit the website bbclinton.com. Archive broadcasts of this radio program are available at wytjradio.com. Listen to the latest broadcast wherever you are or catch up on what you missed whenever you want by subscribing to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. Just search From the Poorhouse to the Palace. From the Poorhouse to the Palace.